0: Welcome back to another episode of Ninjas and Bots, the podcast that takes an alternating look at both the IDW comic series about the Transformers and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We release episodes every Saturday morning, like the cartoons that came out when we were kids. And uh, my name is John, and with me is my friend Lane. Hi, Lane. Hi, John. Hi, listeners. So um, before we get into our comic for today I wanted to let you know I was um sitting down to record and there was a knock at the door um I went out and um I don't know who delivered it it was this like weird brimstone smell but it looks like I got some comics in the mail oh, so I cool. thought I'd just like open them here while we're talking and yeah. uh, see what yeah. came I don't know if Mindy ordered me something or so let's see what this is <sighs>
1: Sweet,
0: sweet hair. Oh my goodness. Oh,
1: sweet,
0: oh, gee, hair. Hair. Oh, my goodness. Those aren't comics. Well, <laughs> they might be comical. <laughs> Hang
1: on. Oh. <sighs> Hi, guys.
0: John, hey, guys. Maggie. Maggie. That's a long trip. Dino. Hi.
1: Hi. Hey. Well, this oh, was un- weird. unexpected.
2: Everybody else in the previous crossovers who had happened to. Wow.
0: <laughs> it seems to be a recurring event lately.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, um, yeah. It was really weird.
2: Uh, we were wandering around, winding our own business, and suddenly Mephisto showed up, and um, I guess he started going off on some sort of whiny rant. I think there were tears. It was about <laughs> how he misses the Maggie Loves Batman segments we used to have on Married with Comics, and also he missed the Batman books, the Dark Knight uh, – uh, also he misses the <laughs> – <laughs> the Batman books, the dark Knight in prose po- uh, podcast episodes. Oh, yeah. And I, as I do as do, first... do that one.
3: Don't like,
2: yeah, you do. <laughs> and uh, I remembered that because that when I drew it it back in, I like mentioned that. And then, th- so the next thing we knew, uh, we got shoved into this, these polymer bag and well, here we are. Oh,
0: huh. huh. well, that's weird. Cause I did hear some cackling, some rather sinister sulfurous cackling. Um, when the delivery happened. So maybe that was Mephisto bringing you to my house. Um, sorry about the mess. I'll just move the cheese.
2: That's okay. Uh-huh.
3: I mean, they're from Wisconsin. They're used to it.
2: We'll just eat the cheese. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what we're for.
2: Well, we have Nimitz. Also, John, well, I it's guess... been your turn in combat to go in the D&D game for like four months. So... That's when everybody
1: gets your D20s out. That's what we're doing now.
0: So... <laughs> <laughs> Should we do D&D or talk about a Batman comic? Both. Mephisto's not the boss me, mm. do whatever
3: I want <laughs> So this will be so, nin- ninjas and bots and Batman
0: Ninjas and bats
3: Yeah. Anyway, hello <laughs> Hi guys
0: So everybody out there, we've been doing a crossover um, with, with various comics uh, podcasts uh, Talking about um, a particular somewhat, um, I don't know, niche collection of comics Or obscure collection of comics, I don't know I don't know how much this Rutland Vermont thing is known out there in in the in the world. Not too much. But, I
2: mean, as we talked about when the two of you and Tim Price were on our show tomorrow, I mean,
0: earlier than this, um, you know. As we will have going to have talked about it, yes. Mm.
2: I
1: mean, enough so that it was the primary reason why Ryan Daly moved over to that side of the country, I'm pretty sure. I
0: believe
2: so, yes. Yeah. It's, so Just he, to
1: be closer to Rutland, Vermont.
2: He uh-huh. needs. He wears his Batman costume all the time <gasps> anyway, so at least one. It's once. even
1: got, like, the footy pajamas.
3: So, mm. you know. He's kind of kind of got a funny tan line going on his face now. If you're, I mean, yeah, that happens when yeah. you wear a mask all the time. I mean, there's I a reason Batman goes the time, out I at just night. They to
2: smell on the inside. Yeah, can't wait till later when I'm like, hey Ryan, we totally talked you up on the show. You got to listen to. A-
1: it's not a mm-hmm. farmer's tan. Is it a Batman tan then? Batman
0: doesn't tan. You have to be out in the sun to
1: tan. A bat tan. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, This
2: is weird. The four of us do, like, so much podcast stuff together at various combinations, but I don't think the four of us have ever been together doing a Never podcast. Never the four
0: or. of us all together. Nope. Which is not, yeah, not we four just things. like this.
1: Oh,
2: I'm, I'm happy. Yes, this is good.
1: Geeks.
2: So it's great oh, to be here on your uh, Transformers uh, podcast, which, you know, we also do Transformers and Ninja Turtles, which we also like to talk about mm-hmm. Batman. Yes.
1: Hi, Dolan.
0: Sorry. Oh. I know. Actually, I just just to quickly put some credit where it's due. So for those who missed the zero episode, it's uh John's and Maggie's Rod Pod series Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. sort of um helped to inspire us doing this show in a almost direct kind of way. So yeah, Yeah. um with the Phase Two IDW comics being discussed over there, and we're doing the Phase One comics over here.
2: Which is super cool, and so thus we felt uh, obligation-slash-guilt to be on the show eventually, otherwise John wouldn't have stopped whining about it, so this counts. <laughs> I
3: haven't crossed paths <laughs> with Delvin yet, but I, I think it'll happen one of these days, especially since Pat emailed me and said, Hey, do you want to be on our show one of these days? And I was like, heck yeah. Oh, he
0: did? Oh, on Transformers Chronicles? Oh, man, you gotta uh-huh. be on one of those. Yeah,
1: you guys gotta come over.
3: Mm. I, I met Delvin to, and Pat at DragonCon
0: yeah. a couple years ago. Oh.
1: Yeah. They, they
3: seem we so have,
0: awesome. We have yes.
1: fun. It's a good time.
0: That's and over Pat,
2: on the Longbox Crusade. Uh huh. Every month.
3: And Pat, if you ever want to
0: have me back on, I would love to talk <laughs> about Transformers again. You're
2: too. Plus, I think we do a show where we do Phase Two. We should probably get back to recording one of these days. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what
3: got me into the IDW Transformers comics.
2: Oof. Man, we have a responsibility. Yes, like, you're
3: letting me down. Ahead.
2: <laughs> Again, why should you to be any different than anyone else, Wayne?
1: <laughs> we let everybody down. It's our specialty.
0: So, if you would like to um, follow this crossover, uh, uh, the previous installment was over on John's and Maggie's show, um, Married with Comics, or Managing with Cars, or um, I don't know, whatever whatever NWC stands for this week. Mephisto with COVID? Mephisto wants (laughs) crossover.
1: Mephisto wants crossover. That's good. Right?
0: There we go. So they talked about, what's that Avengers number? I say they, we, over there, talked about Avengers number 83. That we've we've certainly already recorded. And a
2: great conversation we all had. I particularly liked all of your insights on Women's Lib. Um, It was amazing. It was pretty good. Yep.
0: (laughs) We we have definitely, we'll be going to recording that.
2: I know, I know it changed Tim's life.
0: <laughs> 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 Poor Tim. So here today, we're going to talk about Batman number 237. Uh, so if you have not read Batman 237 yet, pause the show, go over to your DCU Infinite app and read the comic, and then come back. Or don't. Just listen to us talk about it.
3: And I will be delivering the synopsis of oh Night gosh. of the Reaper, which seems like a very Halloween-y thing to have the cover date of December 1971, but it was released in October, so yeah, that's fine. I mean, Halloween and Christmas are practically the same.
0: Cover dates are always misleading.
3: Yeah. So the writers are Denny O'Neill, Bernie Wrightson, and Harlan Ellison, penciler Neil Adams, inker Dick Giordano, colors uncredited. I couldn't find it even on Mike's Amazing World of Comics, editor Julius Schwartz. The cover shows a fearful Robin in the foreground, having just ducked under the swinging scythe of a grim reaper, while Batman swings into the rescue behind them. So Dick Grayson and some uh, some college pals walk around the annual Rutland Halloween parade with floats filled with people dressed as different superheroes. I particularly like the fat Superman. Um, one of the boys says to the other. That his, <laughs> really? Yes, 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 it is. Um, So one of the boys says to the other that his roommate is acting strange, and he shouldn't have come after staying up for three days and gulping coffee and who knows what else to keep his eyes open. Um, I remember my early college days. I might have done this a couple times. I don't know. Anyway, so they come across a fight. Three men with blackjacks wailing on a guy dressed as Robin, and they jump in to assist Dick's friends aren't doing all that great, so he has to help them without making it look too easy. Um, And he does okay until that sleep-deprived guy who ends up being really obsessed with floats the entire comic uh, bumps into him and the goons get away. The fake Robin says that before they jumped him, the thugs seemed to think that he was the real Robin. Dick shifts to Robin and begins his investigation, and he comes upon the scene which was this nice opening splash page that I didn't mention because we're covering it here. There's a quote unquote, Batman pinned to a dead tree with a stake through his chest. Uh, very gothic and cool looking. Um, and then something catches Robin's eye uh, or his attention, and he ducks and we get that the splash the the cover page of him ducking the grim Reaper. so that's played out again here. So he's driven backward until he falls off a ledge and into a stream below, face down. And the text says that water fills his lungs. Um, just taking a, a moment here to uh, warn you all of secondary drowning. If you ever drown and are resuscitated, you still need to go to the hospital because the lungs will inflame and fill with fluids and you will still die. So, uh, Unless you take, have
0: Robin Powers.
3: Right. But, but, but you know, we'll, we'll see where the, the narrative takes us. So the real Batman... Um, who happens to be in the area, having heard a scuffle, goes to investigate, and he sees Robin face down in the water and rushes down to turn him over. So he picks Robin up and carries him to Tom Fagan's mansion, where there's a Dr. Gruner who sees to Robin and says uh, that he might have an explanation for the attacks. So Dr. Gruner, who is the reason Batman is in the neighborhood was a prisoner of Nazi concentration camps run by a Colonel Kurt Schloss, Schloss, a.k.a. The Butcher. A week ago, Dr. Gruner was in a costume shop buying a costume for his daughter when he sees Schloss. He has a passion for masquerade parties, apparently. So Gruner gets the information from the clerk and notifies the authorities because he's a, uh, I'm sure... uh, a Nazi war criminal and um, this was a thing that happened so Schloss's underlings who followed him from Germany um, would have seen Robin and Batman as a threat so they attacked anyone who looked like them which because of this masquerade anyone who is dressed up like a Robin or a Batman got attacked so sorry this is a little bit of a dense a surprisingly dense plot so I'm tr- trying to k- get all the points here. So anyway, Batman orders Robin to stay in bed and rest while he and Dr. Gruner search Fagin's masquerade for Schloss. Um And Fagin is dressed as Batman, by the way. Fagin compliments Batman on his costume and physique. And it's kind of funny because Batman can just wander around these people and just be mistaken as another pot- party goer. It's It was kind of amusing to me. Um, There's there's even some uh, Marvel characters like Web Slinger Lad, which I found amusing. And the Thor costume was particularly great. He had uh, like a normal hammer in his belt and a colander with wings pinned to it on his head. It was fabulous. Um, So outside Batman, with the help of the guy who's obsessed with floats, finds another dead body. Um, So noticing. Let me see here. So at this point. There's a light flashing from the, the mansion from like up in a, a tower. So Batman runs back inside. He goes to the tower, fights this Nazi, holds him over the roof to make him talk as he does. And um, the man reveals that they're actually seeking revenge on Schloss, not working with him for spending the Nazi party gold. His, the communication he used with the flashing light was to tell his friend that they have planted a bomb in Schloss's red automobile. Um, Batman tries to get down and warn Schloss, but it's too late. So in a kind of a crappy mood, Batman tells Robin that they still have to find the Reaper. And the Reaper ends up being Gruner. He wanted a per- he wanted personal vengeance. Um, and he asked Batman who he is to judge him. He is haunted by the memories of the slain concentration camp prisoners, including his family, every day. And uh, yeah. So as he runs from Batman, um, he almost attacks Float Guy, and for whatever reason, Float Guy and the other two college guys are just walking along the top of this dam that has no safety railing. So, I mean, that's just an accident waiting to happen. Um, so he he his scythe he goes to attack Float Guy, and he has a scythe raised, but then it catches on his Star of David pendant, and it snaps him out of it to, to ask himself, you know, what is he doing? long enough for him to step backward and fall off the dam. So yeah, that's, that was the gist of it. What'd you guys think?
0: Who should start? Um, um, things ended kind of abruptly there. I was kind of surprised there weren't any more pages. (laughs) I guess it's just like, I agree. the, the, The guy falls and dies and he's like, Oh, that's it. No more. Yeah, See ya.
1: That's, that's it. Oh, okay. There's no wrapping it up. It's just really sad. Okay. That's yeah.
0: that for you. Well,
2: it's because these issues at the time had a backup story, uh, which is either, in this case, it was a reprint of a 40s story, or they'd have a either a Batgirl or eventually, I think, a Robin the Teen Wonder story.
0: Mm-hmm. Those were in Detective and, Comics. The the were Detective they? Okay. Comics issues. That, yeah, they were alternating between Batgirl and Robin stories.
2: Okay, yeah. they were. They did. Maybe it was just the reprints, but I think. But it. you I, you're absolutely right. It's just like, and it's done. And plus, I the Transformers and the Turtles never showed up. Yeah, no, I'm so not confused. once.
0: Yeah, not. A but single interestingly, turtle. even despite that backup, this is a 25 page story. So. Yeah. He he definitely had the page count to have a bit of a more of a denouement at the end. But mm-hmm. sometimes you're telling a story you just run out of pages and you're like, "Oh well, I it. that's just <laughs> Sometimes you just right.
3: fall to the pavement below and it ends right there.
0: Because of the yeah. damn safety regulations are not being mm-hmm. followed and um...
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it the art in this was just really beautiful, by the way. Oh, um, oh. stunning. Yeah.
0: Neil Adams is
2: incredible. I mean, well, this combination, Danny O'Neill and, and Neil Adams is just 70s
0: classic. Neil Adams is is a uh, sight to behold. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. After that, it's well, kind of hit or miss. At least, at least interesting. But 70s Neil Adams at this time, especially writing Batman, is is jaw dropping. At times.
1: But that splash page of the the Grim Reaper guy slicing over Robin, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. It's
3: yeah. so good. Yeah.
0: Speaking of floats, yeah, that scythe is really amazing. Um, I'm sorry, the float guy, every single panel.
2: <laughs> I should, should point out those three guys, uh, Dick's friends, are comic book creators Alan Weiss, Bernie Wrightson, and Gary Conway. Ah. Alan Weiss is the guy who's zonked out on whatever. <laughs> Alan Weiss, who is Jewish, you know, so it was his star of David who came out.
0: Oh, fun. Yeah,
3: because I did see on page two any similarity to actual persons or places uh, depicted in this is probably a stranger tale than you'd ever really believe.
0: So I figured
3: (laughs) they were modeled after real people. I just didn't know who.
0: Right. Yeah, it's very common in these Rutland, Vermont crossovers, as we definitely will have going to talked about last time. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's common to see comics creators because once this superhero theme parade became known people came to see it and since tom was in charge of it they would kind of you know hang out with him and come to his house um but yeah it's i did not know who was who so i'm glad you brought that information so which one i'm looking at the uh the splash on pages two and three not the splash but the 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 spread um who is who we have T-shirt guy with glasses who's not all about floats. Which one is – who is he? <laughs> um, Dude, I, I guess play. that's Gary Conway. Let me just see. Oh, yeah, that would be, yeah, because uh, he has a narrow face and he has glasses. So that would be <laughs> – and then Bernie Wrightson would have the um, overshirt with the collar. And Conway
2: the... was a pretty man when
0: he was a oh, was I was he, cool. the one I he got Weiss. started
3: when he was, like, like super young?
2: That
0: was a shooter. Got started, shooting. Jim Shooter.
3: But I, uh, Jerry Conway, did he start with like a Daredevil, like over in Marvel, and he was like, like, or am I thinking of something else? I, f- I feel like he got started in in some Daredevil.
2: Conway did. Uh, he did Marvel stuff. He did both uh, Spider Man and Superman at one point or another, mm. and he did the Spider Man versus Superman crossover in the seventies. His first
0: superhero terrible. credit is a Daredevil comic in 1970, but he had okay. been doing horror stuff for a year before that in House of Secrets and Chamber of Darkness and Tower of Shadows, that sort of thing. So how old was he then? I do not know.
3: <laughs> if it's who, if it's who I was thinking of, I think he was like a teenager, super young. But oh, I wow. might be. Yeah. Yes. He'd be 18 in
0: 1970. So he was yeah. 19 whenever he published. Actually, he was not yet 19. So he was still 18 whenever House of Secrets 81 was published. So, yeah, that's that's relatively young. Not as young I as just, Jim Shooter, because Jim Shooter was still in grade school when he published his first Legion story.
1: Oh, God, <laughs> show off. <laughs>
2: right?
0: And did he ever let us forget it? Wow,
1: is he like the Kennesaw Mountain Land as a comic book?
2: Yes. Okay. He was just as tall. He was 17 feet tall. tall. He
1: ran comics for 150 years. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh (laughs) I I do have to to give myself a
3: I have to give myself a little pat in the back because, like all these years, I've listened to comic book p- book podcasts and people are just able to like pull out these little nuggets of information. I'm like, how did they know right. that? And
2: you knew it, and, and
3: I did it. I I was going to it.
2: praise you, Lane, but That'd I be, figured Lane. if I encouraged you, then you're going to just turn into one of those people who's
0: constantly, <laughs> okay. you know, and then we all myself. feel bad because we don't know what we're talking
1: about. <laughs> I, so need I have to, to praise myself. They, it's
0: like if they went to one of these parades and Alan Weiss was like. Actually, did make a couple comments about the floats, and they teased me about it, and decided to make it a thing. I just have, to, I'm curious, what kind of reality this uh, this float fascination is based on.
2: I don't know. There are a lot of inside jokes for sure. If you look mm-hmm. at, there's a couple of articles online that we are looking through that has a number of pictures of an, of mm-hmm. the parties that and they're the at and the floats mm-hmm. and a lot of the costumes that you'll see a lot of them in. They wore um, like that's Roy Thomas, who was web singer lad. He went as Spider-Man mm-hmm. one year and then Jeannie Thomas went as Sue storm. You see her in there at one point too.
1: Didn't you say too that Tom Fagan's mansion was kind of a,
2: wing place if you know what i mean it was the 70s it oh, was, every place uh, was swinging in the 70s. it was a interesting time of trying to expand our thoughts you mm-hmm. know and break out of traditional mm-hmm. uh, uh you know structures uh like you know and last break time
1: comic costumes you know. yeah that
2: well yes yeah. <laughs> and you know and sometimes eventually you know Jeannie broke out of the marriage so <laughs> but well it's like you know the last time with the 70s the Talked about that with the women's liberation movement and stuff. It was an interesting time. We, we had mentioned
1: that last time. Yes. And
2: then
0: Nixon. Happened.
1: Mm. But and that stopped all the women's lib. It yeah. did, yes. Anyways,
0: I like how Dick Grayson is like careful. They got blackjacks because all of these other people, they're just they're just people. They probably have never seen an actual blackjack in real life. But Dick I mean, Grayson
3: to be fair, has, I've not I've never seen one in real life yet. Like,
0: right. I've never oh. seen a blackjack in real life. <laughs> mm hmm. You but Dick's know, been the dodging these things since
2: 1940. <laughs> say, Dick Grayson, who's been doing this since 41.
1: Well, here's the, here's my thing. Like, Dick, you've murdered people. Like, blackjack shouldn't frighten you. You've literally thrown men off of buildings.
2: And he likes these comic books that his friends produce. He doesn't want anything to happen to them.
0: Fair. And, and they still hurt. I mean, you can be a murderer and still get hurt by blackjacks. I mean, yes. I'm not saying I know this from experience or anything. I'm just saying it's possible.
3: <laughs> the, the two situations are not mutually exclusive is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Uh, I do like the old structure
2: of these this era of Batman because mm-hmm. it's basically kind of essentially a variation of like what the Batman 1960s TV show is, which was sort of the way the comics were. Uh, the, just in the terms of the structure is uh, there's uh, usually a fight in the beginning that may have something to do with the whole story but but probably not. It's just uh, to warm things up. Batman, uh, either on behest of the authorities or on his own or with Robin, is investigating some situation. He'll um, talk to people, get involved, will generally get sent off on a wrong track for a while, uh, get tripped up because of that. But then during the course of getting out of tripped up of it, he will find figure out what the real thing is, confront the bad guy at the end and and it's mm-hmm. very much in the terms of he's doing this to serve law and order that's he wants to bring these people to justice mm-hmm. you know he's not you know he's actually wanted to save the nazis life at one point
1: mm-hmm. yeah he tried to get him out of the one about mm-hmm. the car before it exploded because that's what batman would do
2: no that's he wants them to serve especially batman at this era it's kind of funny we've on all of the magic maggie batmans we talked about we you know, with bat bang and realism that everybody talks to, but it's when they say realism, they mean verisimilitude and, and that's going to depend on what era you're talking about.
0: Right. You know, here, were, Batman has had some character developments over the decades. Exactly.
3: Yeah. And having these group of people like working against Schloss and not with them, he did not see that coming,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which I like that. And it's got all kinds of things in this old that you don't really see
0: anymore. And it's it's like... uh Like Batman okay. calling Robin stupid? That's the best yes. part of that.
2: <laughs> A lot of people don't know this about Robins, but the true purpose of them is for him to teach them the lesson that shit rolls downhill. If Batman's mad, you're mad. That's mm-hmm. just how it's going. You're having a bad day. I,
0: I, I read that panel. I felt like it was one of those things that if, if Batman said, don't be stupid, kid, to Robin in any modern media... They'd be like, Batman would never talk to Robin like that. Robin's his partner. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, he wouldn't, would he? Yeah. Well, let's, guess let's, what? Let's, 70s Batman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let us tell you about his relationship with Robin over the years.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: It's complicated. Not always pleasant. Yeah. I
2: don't I don't know how long after this he decided to become Nightwing, but in my mind, this had to be a pretty insti- instigating event for this.
1: If nothing else, those bananas are, <laughs> that's what,
2: just got to go. That's what I'm saying. He's like, I've, been, He's I, how am I that. not dead? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I nearly drowned.
3: In two inches of water. You know how embarrassing that would have been?
0: In publication no. time, New Teen Titans is still a good decade away, but in universe time, that's like a year or two, so. <laughs>
1: yeah. Do we yeah, ever really know, down. like, i oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna ask. Am I wrong in thinking that either Denny O'Neill or Neil Adams had anything to do with the issue Dead Letter Office? Am I making that up?
2: Denny O'Neill was the editor. Um, either he might either editor in chief of DC at the time, or editor he, of yeah the the Batman comics. Just when we
1: talk about the relationship between Batman and Robin, because that one stands out. Where he was very sad yeah. because one of his Robins had just died.
2: Dead Letter Office was written by. Uh, it's Owsley, whose real name is Christopher Priest. Priest, yes,
1: Thank that's you. right.
2: Christopher Priest wrote it, and he and that's a tribute to this era of Batman.
1: Gotcha. Okay, I and, thought it felt kind of familiar. It felt like that a little bit. Not quite as sad until the very end. You can
2: find out more about that on an episode of Married with Comics on the MWC yeah. podcast feed. Which
1: one it is? We'll let you find Which out.
2: He <laughs> loves Batman, one of them. One of
1: them? One, two, and like I yeah. did
3: read that issue because I was reading along with your guys' podcast,
1: so I That's did nice. actually read that issue. Yeah, it was a good issue. It is a good
2: one. It was my first Batman. And so I like horrible.
1: this one too, but I did feel like the ending was slightly disjointed from the rest of it. Cause yes. it was kind of like a wacky story until the Nazis show up. And then you're like, Whoa. And then you think the <laughs> end like even more. <laughs> yeah. And I was
0: kind of digging Dr. Schloss, you know, he was kind of yeah. cool and everything. And suddenly he's, uh, he hates Nazis and he's out for revenge by becoming. it also you mean okay.
3: Dr. Dr.
2: Gruder.
0: Yes. Yes. This I'm sorry. I got my of PI,
2: though is the thing i, I but, saw it coming because i've seen that episode.
1: but why was he killing people who look like batman and robin does he think they're fascists do they control I the flow of cars in the railways they uh, <laughs> speculated that uh he
3: like the the schloss's guys would have been threatened by them so they just wanted to eliminate any possible threats so anyone who was even dressed up like a robin and batman they attacked
1: so the grim reaper mm-hmm. guy wasn't killing them it was the other guys
3: I think so. He's a green reaper. I have I, no idea. Was
1: this yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, uh, maybe
3: I'm missing something. Because there was a lot going on. Like, I, I kept writing this synopsis, and I was like, man, there, I want to skip over some of this stuff. But like every little thing kind of ties into the next little thing. And it it yeah. was like fairly think, dense.
0: Well, so you know how yeah, John Byrne, oftentimes in his comics, will like put 75 pages of exposition about the plot on the last page? This oh. story is the opposite of that. Because the last page has absolutely no explanation of anything. No. He's just like, what have I become? Trying... Oh,
2: sorry, I think he was just trying to throw Batman off of his trail. Basically, it's like, shit, Batman's here. Better take him out. Or Maybe he was is...
1: trying to make it look like the Grim Reaper guy
2: was doing it. Schloss, but... he was trying to pretend that it was Schloss. Schloss had a compulsion to go after. Oh, um... yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now we're remembering. Mm-hmm. You know, I
0: guess we mm-hmm. could read the
1: thing. Yeah, I could have just read the issue,
3: I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I read it, to... and I still got confused, so.
0: It's easy to miss details. There are there, yeah. there, there, Any number of times where I've listened to the podcast. like, I don't understand why this happened. I'm like, it happened on page seven. You know, if you'd read panel two, you know. But uh, <laughs> So, yeah, it's, it's easy to miss details. Um, we all
2: read a lot of comics.
0: Yeah, I've read 750.
1: <laughs> 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 okay. I'm John's up to 500-something. <laughs> yeah.
3: I told him if I, if I had to come down with another case of COVID just to spend time in bed and catch back up with him, yeah. But January first, when we reset that clock, it's on again, Mister Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: my um. Yeah. So when I saw the Star of David moment at the end, of course we've seen that before in X Men, which is like you know ten years after this. Yeah. Um, but are there other stories that you have seen or remember where someone's like? Oh my gosh, what have I become? Because they realize that like they are their worst enemy now. Like this feels like a really common trope.
2: It it is a common trope. I can't think of it and of any examples offhand in in, uh, comics, even though I'm sure there's a Spider Man one that Mm -hmm. you could find. Uh, But in a lot of TV shows of the era, of this era and pushing on forward, because your standard bad guys, if you had to grab from, it's either. Uh, Nazis, usually from South America or Eastern Europeans or other communists or um, Irish Republican Army types or also Japanese people who were not aware that World War II was over would show up every now and then. But there was always the bit with um, somebody who's trying to take out Nazis. And they get, they wind up, and the whole point of the show is to show, you've become that which you hate.
1: Yeah. What have I become?
2: Because yes. yeah. I know Magnum P.I. had that. I know they did that in an Archie bunker, of all things.
3: Hmm. Um, I'll have to track hmm. down that episode.
2: <laughs> Shalom. What's that, that mean? It means peace. It's a great line. Uh,
0: yeah. I do think that, um. Oh, what's his name? The guy who wrote X-Men for 20 years. Um, Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont. I feel like Chris Claremont read this issue and was like um, thinking about it ten years later with uh, Kitty Pride and Magneto. Um,
3: Do we know like why Batman was visiting Doctor Gruner in the first place? No,
0: he's going or, to the party. It was just, just going to the party?
3: It was just like like we need Batman here, so let's just he Batman wanted to party. It's fine. I,
2: I have mean. no real idea what he's doing there either, because I, but I think that's common in a lot of these people just happen to be near. Ver- uh Rutland.
1: Yeah, he was just, like, in the area.
2: And he kind just of, happened to be wandering by in costume where where Robin happened to have slipped and fallen and nearly drowned. I
1: mean, how far away is Rutland, Vermont, from Gotham? Uh, 15, yeah. 20 minutes? <laughs>
0: yeah. that far? <laughs> depends on which. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> love the scripting, though, because Batman's like, easy, lad. Save your strength. I'm taking you to a doctor. And as the Batman carries his ward to the sprawling mansion of Tom Fagan. <laughs> i seriously expected tom fagan to turn out to be an md in the story <laughs> tom you didn't oh. know you had it in you
1: sure
2: i need to read more of these of this era of batman they're just great
1: they are it's a
2: yeah. good issue
3: yeah it is it, it's a little like one the art like i said it is just gorgeous and mm-hmm. the collaring whoever did that you were awesome um a lot packed into like a few extra pages than we're used to. A little bit of an abrupt ending, but like it was one of those stories that just had some some humor in it and some inside jokes, obviously with the people who created it, and some potentially really deep plot elements that you almost wish that they they would have um, teased it out over a few issues, but that wasn't something they really did at this time. <laughs>
0: Bronze Age Batman is this like 15 year era of storytelling that is really rich and fun and delightful, but is forgotten about because it's overshadowed by the late 80s, early 90s transition of, you know, post Miller Batman. And um, it's just I, I feel like it's a shame because it's a great interpretation of the character who's. More flawed and fallible, but also more fun in how he goes about his life. He has a better time. I mean, this Batman has a joke with Tom Fagan. Where'd you get the bad costume? It's great. Better than mine. You've got the muscles to go with it. Uh, Thanks. I exercise a lot. And I can't imagine Batman in 1993 or 2003 ever having that kind of interaction with a random person. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You just kind of like glare at them. Yeah, exactly. If if you had a post nineteen eighty nine Batman crack a smile, they would be riding in the streets. And mm-hmm. I prefer I prefer Batman thus as well. I do. I and I kinda wish that they would return to a slight he even uses pass. the word swell. He's being like super sarcastic with Robin. And I mm-hmm. I, I like that better than broody moody Batman. It's
2: kind of, been, it's kind of there now. Chip Zdarsky's right in the uh, I haven't really read any movie. Batman Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess
1: I'm complaining with no actual basis for what I'm saying. I'm just saying.
0: I do want to make a quick recommendation for anyone who... Not necessarily the storytelling, but to get a feel for the differences in the lore for this era of Batman, there's a there's a miniseries, Legends of the Batman, that's a three-issue yeah. sort of like takes you on a tour through the origins and the backstories and all the stuff from the Silver and Bronze Age that had been revealed piecemeal about Batman and Robin's past. And it's all kind of gathered together in one three-issue story, and it's a lot of fun. And it'll kind of give you a feel for what this Batman was like, and then you can dive into you know whatever they have on DC Universe Infinite.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
3: I, I read the first uh, volume of the Batman and Ninja Turtles crossover, um, which was delightful. Yeah. But I remember this. There was a scene where Batman is, or Bruce is eating pizza and has a smile, and it just it caught me off guard because it was so out of character from for much of the Batman I had read. I'm like, he's one. He's eating pizza. Usually, Alfred has to force him to eat something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's smiling and it was just adorable mm-hmm. and I loved it
2: Yeah. well the Batman the animated series Batman has most of its roots are in this era yes
0: this is I've been really watching wild. that recently
2: and that's a great right. yeah uh,
1: I love the animated series. and
2: in that one Bruce will crack a smile every yeah. now and mm-hmm. then even and
1: Batman Bruce and Batman will both crack smiles
2: and I think well we've examined this before and I think it's been talked to death but I think the whole problem with it well when Grant Morrison had to throw Batman in with the Justice League and and in in their era they wrote it in uh, where it was just everything is over the top threats and everyone is at the peak of their game. Well, that Batman has to be. The person who has thought everything ahead and has a million gadgets that are right there. Because otherwise, Batman cannot, yeah, he's was just a, on the same page as these other ones. What you're
1: doing, yeah.
2: But if you keep that up and take him to the regular page again, then, you know, people talk about Superman being a dull character. Well, a character who has an answer to everything... Mm-hmm. You know, even Colombo gets confused every now and then, even but it works
1: prep time.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was the, the thing I want to get at. If I could segue a little and then I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs>
1: he says that
2: <laughs> prep time. But that's the thing. This exa- this There's an example of why prep time do- doesn't mean squat all the time. Uh, <laughs> you could prep all day, but you might slip on the freaking grass and fall down and hit your head and drown.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know? Didn't prepare for that, Didn't, did you?
2: Even if you did, it's just random. And that was a stalwart thing of the era. It's just occasional random misfortune would occur. And then he'd have to deal with it, which is good, because then that made it easier to buy the constant deus ex machina rescues that would happen. But if it's like, hey, random shit gets you in, random shit gets you out. All right, great. Let's move on. (laughs) Uh, Good story.
3: Uh, We almost had the downfall of Robin, like I said, being in in two inches of stream water. That was just (laughs) uh, anyway.
0: Yeah, not entirely sure how he survived that. He did fall into the water and lay there.
1: He just
3: laid yeah. there. He didn't like it. And
0: they mentioned over. that it was filling his lungs.
1: Yeah, yeah. John was reading it and he was like, Oh yeah, so this is the issue where Robin dies, apparently.
2: He got a con- right. he has a clear concussion from getting sapped on the head earlier and then mm-hmm. drowns and then Batman calls him an idiot.
0: <laughs> you ever see in stories where someone like gets dropped into water and they're like, That'll wake him up or mm-hmm and i'm like i don't think that's what water does i think you get dropped into water if you're unconscious when you're dropped into water you die you might i
1: think i think you're probably onto something there yeah <laughs> yeah it <laughs> probably depends
3: like on your level of unconsciousness and what caused the unconsciousness and yeah
1: i mean splashing someone with water is one thing but submerging yes. them in water
2: that <laughs> yeah, that's entirely like like- that's a bad time to come back to and go oh, yeah exactly <laughs> right, yeah it was hard yeah if you're sleeping
0: and you want to startle yourself awake some cold water in the face is great if you're asleep or unconscious maybe maybe it's different um one thing about this is that this is the first rutland vermont comic i've read published by dc mm-hmm. i've read the avengers one a couple times and a couple other marvel ones so i'm used to always seeing tom fagan in a nighthawk costume
2: yeah which mm-hmm.
0: the marvel issues do because they don't want to show batman Mm-hmm. even though this comic shows a lot of people dressed as Marvel characters here. He's actually dressed as Batman, which is what he did in the actual parades.
2: Right. <laughs> he did dress as Nighthawk in a couple of parades after he had been in the, um, Marvel issues as Nighthawk. It's so strange. They didn't have Moon Knight yet. <laughs> Otherwise mm-hmm. they clearly would have made him Moon Knight.
3: I still love the highly relatable chonky Superman. <laughs> yes. It was, and the very but, Superman. Exactly. Very body positive for the nineteen seventies. Yeah.
2: But these two were a nice intro to just the concept. Going forward in the rest of the crossover, people are gonna love it. The actual crossover itself has some pretty clever stuff. Because it's not a real crossover. But that'll be other people's job to talk about. We're done.
3: <laughs> <Da-da-da-da>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was this was fun. You had Nazis, you had masquerades, you had yeah. the guy who guy- was, was- kind of half stoned on sleep deprivation and caffeine yes
2: Mm -hmm. yeah another thing well sleep deprivation
3: (laughs) and who knows what else Mm -hmm. wink wink
1: nudge nudge yeah uh,
2: who's your favorite ninja turtle maggie
1: excuse me do I have a favorite Ninja Turtle? I don't. Oh my god! I, this now's not the time to ask me to pick one of a favorite things. I don't remember the names. Of. Oh, I,
2: I thought you liked Mike.
1: Who's? Thank you. Yes, yeah. I do like that one. What's his name? You like Michelangelo? Yeah, he's
2: funny. Yeah.
1: Ooh. We watched the Ninja Turtles movie and I really enjoyed it, but um, it my brain's not fully functioning. So which I which which movie? The the most recent one. Oh
2: and, yeah, and I was also like. The
1: you thought it was meh.
2: Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. It was the oh. first one that leaned in on their being teenagers. I really liked I it. it.
1: Yeah. I thought it was. I thought
3: it was fun. I think because like my heart is like with the darker IDW stuff, so it was a change of pace for me that I wasn't quite That's ready for. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure. For me, the turtles are like Batman. They can be any way you want. True. And yeah. I'll
0: Honestly, this is true. There's so much variety of turtle storytelling over the decades, and even in that first Mirage Comics series, there's yeah. so much variety of turtle stories.
3: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: I like Leonardo, because
2: he's the leader.
3: I, I grew up with Michelangelo as my favorite, but now like I love little bits of all of their personalities.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't like picking my favorite child in front of them, so I just don't pick a favorite turtle.
1: Do <laughs> you <laughs> just do it behind their backs, then, or behind
2: their shell? <laughs> <child? laughs> okay. Turtles in a half-shell. Hero, hero, hero
1: power. Is that not how it goes? No. Her, her, heroes in a half-shell. <laughs>
2: Power.
1: <laughs> Listen, it's not my fault. I always get things backwards, okay? It's just how it goes in my brain. <laughs> yeah.
2: The Ninja Turtles theme song has been part of the hell that is mine and Maggie's life, and now yeah. it will be yours I'm in right. a way that I can only summon up this this by doing this. It goes, Camp Town Races, sing this song. Up in here, up in here, we're going to make you lose your mind. Heroes in a Half Shell, Turtle Power.
3: Oh my God. So anytime God. a certain
2: meter comes along, it's one of those songs.
0: Wow.
3: I okay. my brain my brain isn't sure what to do with that information.
2: Well, neither is mine. What it does is just spits them <laughs> out when it comes.
3: Yeah, like there's a new wrinkle forming in my brain, and it's kind of like a zigzag because it's not. Uh, I think you short circuited me. Anyway, <laughs> we should probably wrap this up before it our- <laughs> starts cutting me <out> on my ears.
0: <laughs> Batman, Robin, superpowers. Here in a half show. Um, all right, more than so- meets the eye. If you want to hear more about the Rutland, Vermont comics from the Bronze Age of Marvel and D.C., the next element of the crossover is over at the podcast Jeff and Rick Present. So you should go check them out. If you uh, forgot what I said earlier about the first installment, you should go check out John's and Maggie's uh, podcasts where they uh, had us and Tim Price on. And John and Maggie, talk about what y'all do over at uh, MOOC.
1: Murdering what? with
2: what we generally PowerPoint. do is rebrand our whole thing and what we're called um, <laughs> on a semi yearly basis <laughs> to make it really hard for people to find, follow, or know who we are. Yep. Uh, what we currently are is going with MWC, which is an at which we try to shoehorn things into that. It started with married with comics. It still occasionally is. is There's yeah. also married watching cartoons from time to time. Married with content, I think. is Married one with one. content is what we're kind of. Basically, this is why for. we're not
1: on anybody's net network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: but, but we also uh as part of it when it goes um married with Cybertron and John comes by Ooh. and we talk so about Transformers uh the IDW phase two variety on uh the rod pod.
1: Oh we gotta do that again.
2: Yeah we do mm-hmm. there has yes, yes, gotta be on that one yeah. too. <gasps>
1: that would be great. We should have both of you guys on. That'd be fun.
2: Would also Transformers it. Also, Transformers-wise, we, every month, are on the Longbox Crusade Network with Pat and Delvin. Hi,
1: Delvin. Hi, Delvin. Hi, (laughs) Hi, Pat. I know. He never gets off. Hey, Hey, John.
2: (laughs) Yes? We say hi,
1: Delvin. Bye, Pat.
2: (laughs) We can make a shirt on that. Anyways. Talk to me later. Um and that's on the long box crusade or on transformers chronicles you can find that one either way uh we cover the marvel transformers uh comics in order kind of like these folks do here and we do on the other one otherwise uh, we're not on twitter or x or whatever it's called x
1: which is formerly twitter
2: uh let's yeah. see the
1: artist that is formerly Twitter.
2: we're on instagram and facebook on uh, mwc underscore podcast
1: are we on instagram yeah oh
2: we don't do anything,
3: <laughs> but it's there. Threads also, I it think i on there That's, too, but I, yeah, I've not really done much
1: with it. I mean, you know, it's a lot to keep up with. Anyway, it really is. It's us.
2: Favorite podcatcher, MWC or Married with Comics. You'll find us.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, well, yes, go listen to them and us because we're there a lot too. Um, over at Married with Children or, um, Maternal with Cramps or, um. <laughs>
1: Maggie wants cookies, <laughs> Maggie wants
3: cookies. I That one's my favorite I, I
0: like murdering with cauliflower <laughs>
3: Murdering
1: <laughs> with cauliflower Ooh, I like yeah.
0: cauliflower <laughs> So And we'll be back um, To talk about the next instance Of either Transformers or Ninja Turtles Whichever is up next in the swap outs um, With our next episode Of Ninjas and Bots um, So Be here yeah. for that
3: so thank you for having it listen, uh, listen to this special episode of uh, not ninjas or turtles, but of a bat.
2: Thanks for okay.
0: having us on. Yeah, we were glad to have you, but now y'all got to get back in this polymer bag. I don't know. I don't know where you're going to sleep tonight. So those are you know. so the Thanks. rules. All right,
2: here. All right, move hey. Come on. All right. All right, right. Get deep your foot out of my butt. Look, it's what? <laughs> it here. All right. Deep breath. <laughs>
0: All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. This podcast is a production of JohnReedsComics.com, home of virtually all of the podcasts produced by me, John Wilson. Each show has its own feed on your favorite podcatcher, or the whole group can be followed under the name John Reeds Comics. Remember, there is no H in John. Feedback for all shows can be sent to johnreadscomics@gmail.com, at gmail.com, and I will plan to read it on a future episode unless you ask me not to. Follow me on Twitter at reeds Comics, and thank you always for listening to podcasts from JohnreadScomics.com.